enjoyed the teaching on climbing your mountain of transformation. Let's give the Lord some praise for that. Amen. We put together the series, and we've got that available for you today. So, you know, I want you to get a hold of this thing. It's a five-part series. We'll probably, uh, it may include today's message in with that. But I want to go back through. We have talked about a lot of different things, and we've looked at a lot of different things about climbing your mountain of transformation. And I want us to begin to look at that today. I am going to give you a lot of information today. We're going to go through a lot of, a lot of scriptures, and I want you just to listen and take notes. I really would like for you to really get in the habit of taking good notes because here's what I believe. I believe as we come together, right now you are in class. You are in Bible school. You are in seminary. You are in whatever you want to call it. That's what we're in. We are in growing and and being able to advance the kingdom of God, and you are growing. And and every time we come together, you're going to get information. You're going to get revelation. I expect that you'll be able to take this information, you will be able to preach and teach someone else. There's going to be somebody at work that this information is going to come up. They're going to be down. They're going to be discouraged. And you're going to say, hey, you know what? You just got to start being a climber. And you know, I want you to tell you a little bit about mountains. God does many things on mountains. And we've looked at that throughout this series. You know, climbing your mountain of transformation, Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can establish what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we see this transformation process, this process of of getting to the next level is really in our mind. We've got to renew our mind to the things of God. We looked at mountains. We studied mountains. I I know that there's about 173 references in the Bible about mountains and the word mountain itself. I think there's about 194. So there's 364 scriptures or references to mountains in the Bible. It's a very important thing. God does a lot of things on mountains. We've seen a lot of things take place. There are some exciting and very powerful things that come forth on mountains. We know that the Lord likes mountains. We know that he he refers to them as holy hills. We're not talking about the Rocky Mountains or the, the, the Rainier Mountains in Washington State. We're talking about these hills. They're two to 3,000 feet above sea level that you have to go to a higher place to be able to receive something from God. How many of you know that the city of Jerusalem is nestled among these mountains? As we begin to look at the mountains of God in the Bible, you can see that there are some spiritual things that happened on mountains. Moses received the law, according to Exodus 24, on a mountain. Elijah talked to God. Jesus met with, with Elijah and Moses. Remember that? We read that in Matthew chapter 17. In Matthew chapter 5, you can see Jesus give forth the Beatitudes, the, the probably the most profound teaching in the Bible itself is when he brought these Beatitudes forward and it happened on a mountain. It's, it's, it's amazing. We begin to see miracles. We begin to see healings that took place on a mountain. So we know that we need to get plugged into the things of the Lord, and we know that God wants us to do certain things, and we have to move up into the place and position where we can hear from God. I want us to be able to to climb our mountain of transformation. There's things that you're not going to hear down on a lower level. You're going to have to climb up. Somebody say, climb up. 
You're going to have to climb up. You're going to have to get to a higher place. You're going to have to get uh, away from the things of this world and ascend into the area where you can begin to hear God. Now, there's some physical things that you have to do, I believe, but we're mainly talking spiritually. But, you know, I understand there's a few people that climbed some mountains yesterday to say, you know what, we're going to do in the physical what's taking place in the spiritual, and we want to hear from God. And they took an effort and took and took a, 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 an opportunity to be able to go up a little higher uh, physically to be able to hear from the Lord. Amen? And that may include you down the road as God says, you know what, maybe you want to take a delegation and go to a higher place in God and hear what the Lord says on the mountains. So if you've, if you've got a notepad, just follow along with me because we're just going to kind of take off on this thing. Let's take a look at this thing. Psalms 121 verses 1 and 2 says this, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains from where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I mean, we got to lift up our eyes to the mountains. We begin to see some things as we look to the higher places in God. I mean, even at times, you you know that the multitudes were asked to climb up the mountains, were to get to a higher place. And Jesus would sit down and he would teach them. He would sit down and he would speak truth to them. He would sit down and he would get them to a place where they could hear and see and hear him more clearly. And there's times where if we don't get up a little bit higher, if we don't go to another level, if we don't step out of the things of the world and get to a place where we can hear and see from God, there are not going to be things that are being released in our lives, and I want things to be released in your lives. Amen? I'm really excited about what God is doing on the mountains. Let's look at some more scriptures because I want you to hear that we don't need to be distracted. We need to have an effort or make an effort to listen to God. Matthew chapter 1, write that down. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and afterwards he sat down and the disciples came to him. I mean, this is when he gave the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. You can begin to look at this and read through it in Matthews 5, 6, and 7. I want to encourage you to get in there and see this profound teaching. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23 says, After he had sent the crowds away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And it was evening, and he was there alone. How many of you know this was a time that he had gone to the mountain by himself? He separated himself from the cares of the world. Come on, somebody. He separated himself from the cell phone. He turned off the Internet. He said, hey, I'm not going to answer my phone at home. I'm going to allow the answering machine to answer that thing. i got to separate myself from the things of this world, and i got to go up a little bit higher to hear from God. And it wasn't long after that, you know what he was doing? He was walking on water. He was walking on water because the disciples were out there, and he went out to see them, and the Bible says that he had walked on the water out there. But before that, he had gone up to be by himself, and he climbed the mountain of God. Somebody said, i got to climb the mountain of God. you got to begin to climb it up. you got to get to another level. you got to begin to start strapping on some things and say, you know what, I am going to go to another level in God, and that's where I'm headed. And there's nothing that's going to stop me, nothing that's going to hinder me, but I'm going to climb that mountain that God has for you. We're going to touch base in a little bit. You're going to see that God has a mountain designed for you. Now, the, the Bible tells us, In Matthew chapter 15, let's look at verses 29 through 31. I'll have them put up there real quick. The Bible says that departing from there, Jesus went along the Sea of Galilee. And the Bible says, and having gone up on the mountain, he was sitting there. 
Verse 30, and large crowds came to him, bringing to with him those who were lame, crippled, blind, mute, and many others. And they laid him down at his feet, and he healed them. And the crowd, this is a crowd that had gone up to the mountain. Jesus was up at a higher place, at a higher level. And they brought the, the blind, they brought the, 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 the crippled, they brought the lame, they brought the mute. And they brought him up to a higher place and said, there they begin to lay him down at his feet. But I want you to know, Jesus was on the mountain with God here. He had gone up to a higher place. It wasn't a lower plane. Verse 31 says, and the crowd marveled and they saw, oh, come on, the mute speaking, the cripple restored, the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. Now, there's a principle here I want us to look at it. Because when you go to the mountain, when you ascend on the holy hill of the Lord, the Lord is going to release wisdom. He's going to release strategies. He's going to release innovation. He's going to release witty ideas, and it's not for your glory. Hello? I believe the Bible says they glorified who? The God of Israel. They glorified God. It's not going to be through you, Wayne. He'll throw through you, but the glory is not for you. It's for him. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's for him. It's for him. The glory is not for you. It's not for you to walk around all puffed up, big all-headed and everything, and all cocky and everything else, and think it's you that did it because it isn't you that did it. Amen? But they, they brought, the, they brought the, the sick, and he healed them. The lame were walking. The blind were seeing. The mute were speaking. I mean, what a powerful thing that happened on a mountain of God. What a powerful thing that began to happen when they went to a higher place, when they were willing to say, hey, you know what? I know it's going to be difficult, but I'm going to get Aunt Martha, and I'm going to get her to a higher place. I'm going to get her to where we can hear from God. I'm going to get her where the Jesus, the Lord of Lords, and the King of Kings can begin to touch, heal, deliver, and set free. Somebody say amen. You know what? There's a mountain of God. It declares the glory of God. You've got to go to the mountains. And I began to start thinking about this. I said, how many times does God use you to do something and you take the glory? No more. No more taking the glory. We've got to give the glory to God. The glory goes to God. The glory goes to God. It goes to God. Matthew chapter 26, verse 30 says that after singing a hymn, they went out unto the Mount of Olives. Now, we can set the stage here, and this was just after the Passover. This was just after the Lord's Supper. And they, you know what? Even when they went in the Lord's Supper, where did they go? The Bible says they went to a upper room. Oh, come on. Are you hearing me? They even went up to have the Passover. They even went up for the Lord's Supper. They went into the upper room. Because God does some certain things when you get to a higher level. God does some certain things when you get to a higher plane. And then we talked about a little bit, and this is one of my favorite ones, is we talked about climbers, campers, and quitters. Do you remember that? We talked about climbers, campers, and quitters. And we looked at some things. And I want just to this morning just to take a few minutes and let's look at some characteristics, first of all, of a quitter. The characteristics of a quitter. The characteristics of a quitter is this. They may lose desire. They'll have a negative attitude. Some of the characteristics of a quitter is there's no vision. How about they're not willing to change? They're not willing to change. Some other characteristics of 
of a quitter is that they're, they give up easily. They give up easily. They allow obstacles to become bigger than they really are. They look at that mountain and go, man, it's so big. I don't think I can get up that thing. I mean, you know, I'm just not in shape to do some climbing. But you've got to start looking at how big God is. God is bigger than any problem that you have. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. God is bigger than any problem that you have. Any situation or circumstance that you come up against, it may look pretty big, but I'm telling you, God is bigger. God is bigger than any problem, any situation, or any circumstance that you have. That's a word in here for somebody this morning. Another characteristic of a quitter is they're afraid to take a chance. They don't want to go and take a chance. They're afraid to step out. They're afraid to step out of the boat. Paul was a climber. He was a climber, and he was willing to step out of the boat. He got to do something the disciples, all the rest of the disciples didn't do, and he got to walk on water, amen? He did something that Jesus had done, and he was willing to take a chance. Let's take a look at some characteristics of, of a camper. You know, you know quitters. You, you probably yourself at times have quit, but, but you know some quitters, and you know it's time to get them off the quitting and start moving forward with the things of God. Let's take a look at what the campers are. A camper means, or to camp means to rest or to lodge. The lodge, to lodge means to reside. It means to dwell for a time, for a time. It means to rest in a place. It also means to rest or dwell for a time as for a night, as for a week, as for a month, not to live there. Not to make that your life habitation is that you're, gonna, that you're just going to stay camped there. Now, there's many, many of us that have had times where you've camped. You've sat around the fire. You've roasted marshmallows and made s'mores, and you've sung Kumbaya. And you said, it is wonderful to camp. Life is really good. It's really good right now. It, it, there's no stress. There's no pressure. There's no, 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 no anything that I have to be concerned about of being able to move or get up. I can get up when I want to. I can fish when I want to fish. I can just kind of kick back and take it easy. Anybody ever camped in this place? Yeah, there's a, just four or five of us that are being honest with the Lord this morning. But there's times where we've camped. But I want to, don't want to talk about natural. I want to talk about spiritual. There's times where you've camped spiritual. There's times where you've got a revelation. There's times where you've gotten an understanding and you've stayed right there. You've not moved forward. You say, well, i just done, done just enough to get saved. I know that I just got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, confess with my mouth, and believe in my heart. And the Bible says I'm going to be saved. Why, why is there any reason for me to go to the next level? But I'm telling you, God is not going to speak to you in the lower lands. He is going to speak to you when you get up higher. Turn to your neighbor and say, go higher. Turn to your other neighbor and say, go higher. You've got to go higher in the things of God. We've got to get to the next level. You know why? Because I, I believe that you guys, are, you guys are climbers. Let's take a look at some things of a climber. Webster says that a climber is someone who, guess what, climbs. They climb. They mount or rises by the hand or the feet. One who rises by labor or effort. See, it's going to take some effort to get to the next level of God. It's going to take some effort to be able to get the strategies and the wisdom to be able to parent your children. It's going to take some effort to be able to get the strategies and the wisdom from God to be able to live a holy and righteous life on the face of this earth. Amen? It's going to take some effort for you to go to the next level. It's going to take some effort. Somebody say effort. 
It's going to take some effort. There's going to be some effort that's there. Let's see what it mean, the word climb means. Climb means to creep up little by little or step by step. It means to mount or ascend by the means of the hands or the feet. To rise to an affixed object by seizing it with the hands and lifting the body and thrusting with the feet. I mean, you got to get up in the things of God. You got to pull yourself up. It, it also means as to climb a tree. Anybody climbed any trees here? We got some tree climbers, yeah. Zacchaeus was a tree climber. Yeah, he was a, he was a tree climber. It means to mount and ascend with labor and, we don't want to hear this word, difficulty. That's what it means. It also means, it also means as you continue to climb up to rise and ascend with a slow motion. See, there's times where, you know, the turtle and the hare, you know that little story, you know, where the, the rabbit takes off and he's just running and running and running and then he just kind of runs out of gas and the turtle just kind of keeps going, keeps going. You want to climb too fast, you might miss something. See, there's times where if you climb too fast, if you ascend too fast, you have, you have like a, 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 a stew that isn't totally cooked yet. I could put all these vegetables and potatoes and carrots and peppers and onions and meat and put it into a crock pot, and I could put it on before church, and, and I could turn it on high, and, and you go home, and guess what? The aroma's in the house, man. You get there, and you're, I mean, it's making me hungry. You get there, and all of a sudden you get home, and you take off that crock pot, and the meat is moist. It's delicious. The, the potatoes are done. You know it's ready. But you know what, how many times of us, if, if you took the same thing and said, you know what, I'm going to put all this stuff in a crock pot, and then I'm going to, well, I'm going to turn it on high, and I'm going to give it about 30 minutes. And then you just jump into that stew, Delbert, and it's like, it's not done yet. It's not, you didn't savor the flavor. The meat wasn't done. There's some things that God is doing in us as you continue to climb. Don't miss out on the journey. The journey makes a difference. It develops character in your life. As you go through the journey, as you go through the process, there are some things that God is developing in you so you won't go around the mountain again. You won't miss something. Number one, you, you may climb too high and all of a sudden, you know, you miss a grip or a hold and you slip and fall. You could get hurt in a way that you won't be able to climb or it's going to take you longer to be able to climb up. So we begin to see what to climb means to us, to rise or to ascend with a slow motion. Climbers don't climb fast. They take it step by step, little by little. I began to start thinking about an example of some climbers in the Word of God. And I began to start thinking about Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus, you know, he was com converted. You know, he was, you know, the, the, the Bible stories. That, you know, he was the wee little man. And the wee little man was he and climbed up into a, a sycamore tree. But the Bible says this, and this is one thing I know about Zacchaeus. The Bible says, first of all, he was rich. That's what it says. It says he was rich. It identifies that, that, that he was rich. And Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming and obviously wasn't able to see the Lord, and he climbed up into a sycamore tree, and the Lord was able to look up on him. Zacchaeus got saved. He became born again. Are you with me? And then Jesus says, hey, 
Come on down from there because I'm going to your house today. I'm going to visit you today. The Spirit of the living God is wanting to visit you today. He's wanting to visit you. You know, Zacchaeus had to climb up just to get, just to, get to be able to see Jesus. And you know what happened? Zacchaeus got converted. He climbed up. He took some effort. He had to do the hand and the thrusting of the feet and the climbing up of the arms in order to climb up to a higher place. Oh, I don't know if I'm talking about you here this morning, but I really believe that it's time for you to get to a place where you start climbing up. It's time for you to grab that limb, that branch, and start swinging your feet up. It's time for you to get to the next level, go to the next branch, get to the next step, climb a little bit higher, go a little bit farther, see a little bit more that you've seen down in the lowlands. God's wanting you to see from a different point of view, a different uh, advantage point. God wants you to see yourself seated in heavenly places, dealing with issues from above and not beneath. That's what God's wanting you to see here today. Zacchaeus got converted. What do you mean? He got saved. He got born again. Something happened within him. Happened so much, he said, Lord, I'm going to give half of my wealth to the poor. And he said, Lord, you know what? If I have hurt somebody, if I've offended somebody, if I've defrauded somebody, I'm going to give them back four times. And sometimes the Lord speaks to you when you get to that higher place, and God says, you know what? You've got to make this right. And then we start bargaining with the Lord, don't we? Yeah, I know I need to go see her. Yeah, I know, God, I took advantage of her. Yeah, God, I know I did this. And God says, you know what? I want you to pay her back double. And you're like, what? Zacchaeus was converted. I don't think Jesus had to pull it out of him. I believe that the Spirit of God was upon Zacchaeus, and he said, you know what? If I've defrauded anybody, I'm going to pay them back four times as much. Four times as much. Zacchaeus was willing to climb to another place. He ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree. What about in Matthew chapter 28? Let's put up verse 16 the Great Commission. The Bible says that the 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee to a mountain, here we go, to which Jesus has designated for them. Jesus had designated them a mountain to go to. My question to you, has God designated a mountain for you to go to? Well, let me see. I went to the Rocky Mountains one scheme one time. I guess he designated that. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about necessarily a physical mountain to go to, but has Jesus said, I need you to go a little higher. I need you to go a little bit farther. I need you to climb up. I don't want you to be a quitter. I don't want you to be a camper. You're going to be a climber. You're no longer a camper. You're no longer a quitter. You're a climber, and you're climbing up. Jesus has said, I want you to get a little bit higher. I want to visit with you today. I'm coming to your house today. Are you going to be ready when Jesus comes to your house? Are you going to be ready when he shows up in your car? Are you going to be ready when you're at work on a break, and all of a sudden the Spirit of the living God falls upon you, and you're saying, oh, i got to go spend time with my Lord. He's going to reveal some things. He's going to bring some things to my attention attention. Are you going to be ready for that today? Are you going to be ready to go to the next level? Are you going to be able to climb? God has a mountain designated for you to climb somewhere, someplace. Listen, that he'll get serious with you. He'll get serious with you. And he'll pull up a chair 
And they'll say, Eric, tell me how you're treating your family. Eric, tell me how you're doing with your finances. Eric, tell me what's going on with your kids. Eric, are you loving your wife like Christ loved the church and give himself up for you? Eric, are you being a mean Christian? Eric, are you defending the gospel that I died for? Eric, are you willing to do the things that I want you to do? Eric, are you willing to set down your desires, your plans, and your purposes? Eric, are you willing to pick up my cross and follow after me? Eric, are you willing to go to the next level, although it may cost you some sleep? Eric, are you willing to get to the next step? Are you willing to climb the next mountain? Are you willing to bring somebody with you? Eric, are you willing to spend more time with me? Are you willing to hear my voice in the midst of of the drilling rig going? Are you willing to say, I'm in this secret place with you, Lord, and I can hear you, Lord. And you hear the voice of the Lord said, I want you to minister to this person. I want you to teach this principle. I want you to stand forth when the tide comes against you. Eric, are you getting to the place where you can hear my voice clearly? Eric, am I allowed to speak into your lives? Am I able to say something to you? Eric, are you doing the things that I need you to do? Eric, are you stepping up and becoming the man of God that I want you to be? Eric, are you not compromising on the gospel of Jesus Christ, but you're beginning to be pushed and transformed into my image and my likeness? Eric, are you willing to put this away? Eric, are you willing to set this down? Eric, are you willing to say, I am sorry and forgive? Eric, are you willing to say, hey, I'm going to quit this and I'm going to move to a higher place in you, God? Eric, are you hearing my voice? Are you being real with God? Because God's wanting to be real with you. He's wanting to be real with you. He's wanting to pull that chair up and sit down and say, speak some truth to you. Eric, I want you to search out my word in this area. Eric, I want you to forgive so-and-so. Wednesday night was a tremendous night. Wonderful things began to happen. I began to see things breaking off in the spiritual realm. The question is, are you willing to go to the mountain that God has designed you to go to? Are you willing to step up and do that? See, it's not going to happen with you sitting on the couch watching OU. It's not going to happen sitting down, you know, drinking a Pepsi-Cola and eating Fritos. It's not going to happen when the only thing you exercise is the finger for the remote. Turn your neighbor and say, he's speaking truth, you know. Go ahead, tell your neighbor, he's speaking truth. Listen, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Be obedient to the Spirit of God in the midst of that favorite show that you watch on Thursday night when the Spirit of God says,